difficult, 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 after two minutes. Hello! Hi. The world is dying officially. I think it's burning to the ground. But I can still sound like a newscaster if I need to. <laughs> that's right. Oh, that's fun. That's so Isn't fun. That great? That's what I do all day. That, that was a highlight of my 2020. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm Marie, if you don't know my voice by now. I'm Katie. Uh, we are, this is Difficult Women podcast that we're doing. Uh, we have another comedy band also, or a comedy band called Reformed Whores. You should check that out. It's a fun time. And we have an incredible new music video. Oh my gosh, yes. I almost forgot. That feels like one million yes. years ago, but we just I came know. out with it. It's really <laughs> So much in. has happened. <laughs> yes, a lot has happened. Um, but yes, we do. We have a new video uh, and people from around the world submitted videos and Katie expertly edited it, edited it, edited, edited it, it together, edited it, edited it together. <laughs> so it's really great. Anyway, check that out. If you'd like to at Reformed Horrors, you can go to YouTube, you know, all that stuff. Uh, how you been, girl? I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know who I am anymore, but it's totally fine. Um, yeah, I was like thinking like, oh, what kind of s- stories do I have to tell? Mm, not much. I uh, Things are reopening. I don't know. I guess that's a that's a thing. Yeah, I have seen that people are out and about in New York. For better or worse. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> but... Will my roommate be going back to work? Well, any of that's us. That's the question. Yeah. Well, anybody. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I actually have a cool story Please, to share with you. Share me a, share me a cool story. I mean, it starts off bad, and then it, but then it ends good. Okay. So that's a, makes it good for a good story. Yep. I think. That's, I hope. I don't know. Journey. Mm-hmm. So a friend of mine from high school, uh, I'll say his name. You can look it up because I'm sure you will after this story. William Haddon. Uh, he um, is a black man. He's married to a Persian woman. They live together over in Hermitage, Tennessee, and they've lived in this house for 14 years, and. I believe ever since they moved in, they've had this neighbor across the street who always feels compelled to come over and comment on their house. Of course, she is a white woman, and things through the years have gotten really, really tense. Apparently, she has said some racial slurs through the years and just been a really, really nasty human being. So I guess the last time that she came over to comment on the house, William's wife recorded her uh on her phone just the entire conversation she ended up putting it on facebook (laughs) and this video has gone viral and so many comments and so many you know it's it's just been crazy if you want to watch it I, i didn't share it because it is so negative it is like the devil is in this woman and she, there's nothing you can be mm. nothing to be done <laughs> Anyway, my friend William, I've just been so I, I I would not have handled it this way, but he he has handled it. What does the Christian say? What's it in the Bible? It's like when darkness rises, you treat it with light. Or what is that? I don't. I, know. Know. I haven't been to church. In <laughs> he years. was like quoting the Bible. I'm like, I don't know what he said, <laughs> uh, or what Jesus. Said. I don't know who wrote it. Um, yeah. Turn the other cheek. I don't know something like that, or return it. Yeah, volley that's it. Back it. Is, right? is that kind of? <laughs> Sure. (laughs) But he basically, so he did post this video. It went viral, lots of comments. But out of it, he um, started getting people to send him money to help fix up his house. And so actually, yesterday, several of us went over 
and pressure washed his front of his house, uh, did his gardening. Like I was out there planting flowers. That's nice. I don't know how to do that, but I did it. Uh, the thing that I think I learned the most out of this experience was how negative and awful that video was. And also, I mean, just the experience that he and his wife have gone through for years. The husband of the woman and the woman have since apologized. Um, and they were there yesterday cleaning the house and helping and talking and having conversations and things. And I I had some very choice words I wanted to say this person, but it was just, it's not about me. It's not about me changing this woman or anything. But right. my friend just – the how he responded with positivity. And he's like with – yeah, he met – darkness with lightness or whatever the saying is but I was just so it reminded me so much of my Habitat for Humanity days or like any mission work that I used to do I had forgotten what that that felt like because I'm so combative these days and my bandwidth for any kind of racism or Trump supporters like I immediately just shut it off and I'm realizing I do that because it makes me so uncomfortable and I don't want to deal with it head on and just watching this example of course it made William and his wife it put them in a really weird position and uncomfortable and all this sort and and like really focusing in on this hatred and this type of behavior and saying that it's wrong but then accepting that people can change and just the simple lesson of forgiveness which I have not like seen like that firsthand so it's really a I don't know. Again, it wasn't about me, but I got so much out of it. Yeah, I mean, I think that that's part of these inspiring stories are inspiring. I mean, it, it it's that pay it forward idea, I guess, too, where like you hope that that I mean, thank God it ended up like that. I guess it's also possible sometimes that they wouldn't have been as that the that the racist neighbors wouldn't have been able to be be not to give them much credit, but that they wouldn't have been able to mm -hmm. apologize, you know, and it's nice to see that I think right now, especially because we're feeling so um, torn apart as a country in so many different ways that it feels hopeless sometimes that, you know, people won't be able to see what's really going on. They won't be able to change their minds. They won't be able to open their eyes. And I'm sure these people are still kind of racist, but like certainly that's like a step in the right direction. And it gives you some hope that they might be more willing to listen next time or what have you. And I mean, I, that's kind of sort of, I don't want to say it's the most you can ask for because we want to, we want more than that, but it certainly is like that. Yeah. That's a hopeful beginning story of, yeah. to some degree. Yeah. The beginning, the very tiny morselly beginnings mm -hmm. of something. Well, when I pulled up yesterday, there were so many people there. Well, to number one, I was like, Oh, Corona, like, please everybody. And everybody was, was practicing social distancing and stuff. And, um, but there were so many people and then there was so much help that they started helping the neighbors because they had a, a ton of mulch. And so they were starting to knock on people's house, you know, doors saying, do you need mulch? And then yeah, we brought mulch, mulch over yeah. to the neighbors. And I don't know, it was just really hopeful. Like you said, it's very hopeful. Well, what I like about that, too, is just that we've talked a little bit in the last podcast episodes about working with your communities to make change, right? And I think that's part of the thing is if you really get to know the people in your community, then you can work together and you are more motivated to work together if everybody's kind of like, oh, we are in this together. We are in all of these things together. And it's not just 
an issue for that particular couple or that particular, you know, that fight between the two. It's like, no, everybody's everybody in the community can be involved in this and these discussions and uh, yeah, et cetera. Were they I'm curious, though, like, were they your friend? Did they feel like they knew that their house was sort of needed help, but they just didn't have the time and the money to, like, get it done? Or what was their position on that? I mean, obviously, they wanted something to look to, to yeah. work on it. Well, but- I mean, I, also, that's not really what Absolutely. it was about, I'm sure. No, but. in the video when he posted it, he did say, like, I am aware. Um, I think he lost his mother. He lost his job. I mean, was, there's just a lot of mm. circumstances that yeah. the house was the very last priority to tend to. He has kids. All, you know, it's just a lot of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Life gets in the way. That's yeah. normal for anybody. And anyway. so anyway, I just was really, it was really that's a great. neat thing. I think that more communities should, I don't know. Well, neighbors should be helping out yeah, neighbors. You know what I mean? Exactly. Why not? Like, that's a really good way to live. I've, you know, I also a big proponent too of like we talk about this with like child rearing and childbirth and how we do. We've the, America has definitely become this place where everyone's supposed to just like be able to do everything by themselves, and that's like not how mm-hmm. humans work. Mm-hmm. You know, that's not realistic, and it makes people really depressed. <laughs> you know, and these people that live in communities that are community communities just tend in across in the world tend to be happier people you know i think we can learn from yeah that. let's takes yeah. a village you know takes a village to let's start do start a cult let's start a village <laughs> or a village yes <laughs> <laughs> let's be the village people what? i love it no, i love it i don't anyway know. i you know i hope that that little story gave some people hope in a in a sea of darkness <laughs> yeah in a sea of hate um yeah i hope so too uh if you need other ways to achieve hope and light we have a website for you check it out free stuff is awesome but free stuff to spice up your bedroom is even better select almost any one item for 50 percent off and then adam and eve loads on the free stuff Enter offer code HORIO at checkout and get 10 tantalizing free gifts. A sexy item for him, a special gift for her, and a third item you'll both enjoy. And six free spicy movies. Ooh. Plus, free shipping. That's HORIO. W-H-O-R-E-O. HORIO at adamandeve.com. And we're back. Mm-hmm. Well, that made me hopeful, too. <laughs> More hopeful. Everybody just relax a little bit, you know, I'll help you relax. I did get a toy recently. What was it? It's called, uh, what's it called? Validator? No, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. But it has 17 different speeds. Let me tell you. 17 if, if is anyone, a lot. Yeah, whoever invents these things, it's pro- men probably. We don't need, I just literally just need the one. The one speed. I don't need the pulses. I don't need the da 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 uh, the, 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 uh, I don't need that. Just give yeah, me, yeah. yeah. Anyway, I'll sit on top of a dryer. That's that's what does it too. Yeah, I don't know. That's great. Good segue into what we're talking about today. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, sure. Not really. I don't know. I don't know. Today we're talking about gaslighting. Something that's been coming up a lot in so many different forms. So lately. many forms. And not that it's a new thing. It's just that we're all kind of getting more becoming more aware of it perhaps yes i i had never heard of the term gaslighting uh before 
until, you know, I guess it was several years ago, you were <laughs> yes. being manipulated by a man at a bar and you said, stop gaslighting me. And I was like, isn't that a movie? What are you talking about? <laughs> well, and I want to clarify, he was not manipulating me. He was or trying to manipulate trying me. To manipulate and I was you. like, fuck that, you little fucking bitch. He was, we were, I'm, I was trying to think about what we were, he's another comedian. I can't think of his name, but I don't even want to give him any. Well, answer. I remember his name, but oh. I won't say it. I think he's gotten in Me Too trouble since then. I think he's he's got a whole, there's a whole thing. But I remember his he was claiming that his mother, I think both his parents were professors. His mother was a professor of like feminist studies and his father was a professor of like psychology or something. So he just was a self-professed feminist expert. And we were talking about porn. I cannot remember exactly what it was, but somehow he was telling me about how like a MILF can't be older than like 30 or something. Oh, God. Like, and I was, I mean, he was just enraging me, but then also just shutting down anything I had a, an opinion about or if I had a feeling about something or, you know, my actual experience as a woman, <laughs> he was like, no, that's not a thing. And I was just like, I'm going to kill this man. I'm going to kill him right here in this bar. What I remember is him saying, well, I was raised by a woman. And you go, I am a woman. <laughs> and it was just, like, whoa. Okay. He was so whatever. But yeah, so gaslighting, that was your intro to gaslighting as Thank you, you saw us Thank you arguing for at the bar. teaching me what that is. No problem. You're um, welcome. My pleasure. But the history of it, real quick um it was a play uh came out i think the term the term because i think again this has been happening since humans existed right but but there's a so it was a play and then they turned it into movie um and and the full movie is on youtube if you want to watch it gaslight that's what it's called um and the story is uh i think i've seen it in cinema class or something but if i remember correctly the the wife it's a married couple the wife's aunt has passed away leaving her maybe some jewels or some sort and then the husband is trying to find the jewels that he believes is hidden in the house of the past the aunt that has passed away but in order to get these things he's trying to make his his wife believe that she's going insane so he's slowly Doing all sorts of things. But the main thing is like turning down the gas lights and making the room dimmer and dimmer and then telling her that she's crazy to think that he that that's actually happening until he she gets like a second opinion of like, no, the gas lights are dimming. You're not crazy. Your husband is an evil man. So anyway, watch that movie on YouTube if you ain't got nothing else to do. But anyway, let's lead into 2020 gaslighting. Well, so the term, yeah. So the, um, I was looking at like what the definitions are because it is sort of like a tricky concept in, in to some degree because you're like, it is this idea of playing with like, you know, even saying to that guy like you're gaslighting me and him going no I'm not is <laughs> gaslighting, gaslighting me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, but in psychology today, they define it as gaslighting is a tactic in which a person or entity, in order to gain more power, makes a victim question their reality, which is like what you were saying uh, about the movie, right? And right now, I think the way that it's being used a lot is it's not just that like you're questioning your, your physical reality; it can also be you questioning your feelings and your experiences that you've had and your perception of your experiences that you've had 
So I think that that's an important distinction too. It's not just about like fiddling with the lights, you know, right. to make you feel insane. It's really <laughs> shutting you down to make you feel like your feelings aren't valid, yeah. which makes you feel insane because you're like, wait, but I swear to God, I felt this way. I remember, I wish I would have had this vocabulary to actually come at my ex-boyfriend with this. But I remember in my 20s, the guy I was dating, I walked in and on him, like he actually, he did invite me to this gathering at a bar but when I walked in I saw him and he didn't see me come in but I I watched him with my own eyes he was sitting there with this girl named Sarah and he was playing with the ring on her finger which was very intimate like Mm -hmm. playing like you know kind of holding her hands but playing with the ring on her finger and you know as soon as I walked in he stopped I sat down it was like a thing later that night I brought it up and he said I don't know what you're talking about no you you didn't see that you're overreacting and it was right. like if I had known what this was called I would have said dude you are gaslighting me right now I saw with my very own eyes what you were doing that was sketchy as hell and it made me feel this way so ladies yeah. listen up and men I mean <laughs> when I was also sort of curious about uh, they were saying that within relationships, like those kinds of relation, like romantic relationships, the there was a I'm really I'm always really bad at citing my sources, but there was a psychologist who studies these things, and she was saying that in her personal experience, she was like it really is primarily men that tend to gaslight women in romantic relationships. Because mm-hmm. I'm not saying women can't gaslight people either; they do 100. Um, percent But uh, that also that's worth noting that gaslighting is abuse Mm. it's abuse it's emotional abuse to deny somebody's deny facts around someone's environment or their feelings or their experiences so i was curious about the person that's doing the gaslighting and a lot of times they're not going into this environment trying to actively you're not going in saying oh i'm going to gaslight this person or i'm actively trying to manipulate this person per se it's just a sort of a learned behavior sometimes you learn gaslighting as a technique from the people around you maybe from your parents or from previous like relationships you've had or things like that and also that uh these people are human right so they're just trying to function in their own way and that's the way that they're functioning is by trying to shut down the person and a lot of times i found what i was reading about was that um the reason why gaslighting happens is because they don't want to have the fight. So that's a really good example that you had uh, with your ex-boyfriend where he just didn't want to either admit his wrongdoing. He didn't want to like have a real conflict or like a, a you know meeting with you about what it was that was going on in him in that moment when he was touching that girl's ring. And so it's it's an easier for him to just go, it didn't happen. But that's so fucked up because like it really does leave a lasting it can really fuck people up like people that get gaslit it can really start fucking with their perceptions of like their own feelings they don't know how to trust their own feelings they don't know how to trust what they see um so it's a really dangerous way to try to deal with your own feelings if you are someone that has gaslit somebody before and again i'm trying to explain that not just to sort of say like i get that like there's a reason why it happens it's not just like an evil person Although that one guy I had a conversation with, I think he's he wanted to fight that. That's a whole other thing. But I think that um, just so that like if you're if you're a kind of person that maybe does gaslight people, but you're like, no, I don't. And if you've been accused of it, it's like me saying, hey, I get it. This is why it's happening. But you have to find other ways to deal with your lack of wanting conflict or whatever it is. Mm. And I think also in a relationship, 
where it can be a very negative thing. Because I think people gaslight – you and I, we've been guilty of gaslighting each other. I mean, it's something that you are accidentally – you do occasionally. The thing about in a relationship is that when these master manipulators or have been influenced um, maybe by some sort of trauma or abuse growing up and then they – it's kind of like a, nor, a, a, a learned type of behavior that they combat confrontation with always. In a relationship, I think that um, – it's a slow burn because they're just constantly – if you're with a person who's constantly gaslighting you for years and years and years, then it, it's such a cycle of abuse. And you have to – I mean, you have to confront it or get out, really, truly, I yeah. think, in a relationship. I also wanted to clarify, though, there is a difference between gaslighting and having two separate perspectives because I think that – I mean, maybe we've gaslit each other, but I think more likely what happens in conflict is that my perception of this event was fill in the blank. Your perception of the, the event is fill in the blank. Now, if you're having co conversations about how you experienced it and how I experienced it, I think that it's important to like know that that's normal. You know what I mean? It's normal for people to be having conflict and having coming in with different perspectives. It's not normal to deny something that actually happened and that person kind of knows that it happened like your ex-boyfriend he, he probably knows he was touching that girl's ring but he's saying that it wasn't happening you know which is a different thing than just being like i felt uncomfortable in that situation it's like well i felt comfortable you know what i mean that's a different kind of situation because there is healthy conflict there is healthy like it's important to work through things Right. And you can't just pretend like and also you shouldn't be walking around expecting everybody to just take your side of everything all the time either. That's not what this is about. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's just an important distinction that we're talking about. I think that's what makes that's what makes that's what makes gaslighting tricky is that like you don't you know, people don't want to feel like, wait, am I just trying to, you know, someone if someone's telling you, you always have to be right. But then they're lying about circumstances then this is where it's like it's such a tricky insidious thing it's very tricky but i think that it happens a lot with cheating it's like when a partner is cheating mm -hmm. then they're constantly gaslighting you and is saying you're crazy you're not because you they know. don't want to admit that there's something right. really going on they don't want to have a real conversation about it right and they want to keep you around they mm -hmm. don't want to lose you, you right i mean well, the biggest thing that i learned to help in a relationship um is just constantly be journaling these situations um, and then like, then, you know, bring them to your partner and kind of ask for validation and have them hear you and say like, well, you did this, 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 this made me feel, you know, these are facts. These are the facts. And then you did this and it made me feel like this and da, 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 you know, I think journaling also would help in an early relationship if you see any red flags. Right. Which is always good to note. Yeah. Well, so I just wanted to kind of go through, too. If you're wondering, like, am I being gaslit? Here's a list that I found on Vox uh, that was talking about how you can recognize if you're being gaslit or not and then what you can do about it. And just a couple of things that you might be asking yourself a lot, like, are you asking yourself, am I too sensitive many, many times a day? Are you feeling confused and crazy in your relationship? Are you always apologizing to your partner? Uh, and you, you can't understand why you're not happier in this relationship because it, you see, everything seems like it should be okay, but you're not happy, but you don't know why. You frequently make excuses for your partner's behavior. You know something is wrong, but you just don't know what. You start lying to avoid put downs and reality twists. So you you like lie and get try to maneuver out of having these conversations with your partner. 
partner. You have trouble making simple decisions. You wonder if you're good enough. And and that some of those feelings like can also come from like depression or anxiety if you're like too very sensitive and stuff like that. So that's also a hard, this is again, an insidious thing. But if you're really like feeling all of those things in your relationship, it's possible that you're not really being heard fully, you know? And the thing that I read too about like, what do you do about it? I read about the journaling. The But the other thing about it is, what's really hard about these relationships is unless that your partner is willing to be self-aware and really work on these things and be able to admit like, yes, I, I guess you're right. Like I do do that to you sometimes. Then there's almost like nothing you can do about it except just know that you're not crazy and leave. And that was something that really like hit me hard as I was reading this. I was like, wow, there's not you cannot control how another person wants to treat you. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like I've been having a lot of conversations with some high school, old high school friends who, um, one of them who just went through a divorce. And it's amazing how much, how many years you go through trying to fix that person. And it's, we, I, and I actually brought up to my friend the She Is Not Your Rehab episode and and I mean the the movement of that because if they can't acknowledge these things and seek help then you have to just protect yourself and get out um yeah and there's just not a lot you can do and I hate to like again I like to be someone that's like trying to find the positive and we try to like so have solutions to these things but if you're being like abused emotionally in your relationships like it's not your fault mm-hmm you know, and I think that because it's not your fault, it's not you're you're not able you can't fix something that's not your fault. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Um, I watched this woman, Ariel Levy's her TED talk on uh, gaslighting and she was actually gaslit by her own mother all growing mm -hmm. up. So it's child so that's abuse. The other thing is I just as a side note that, yes, these this can happen in all sorts of different types of relationships. So, yes, yeah, sorry. Continue. Well, so she was kind of giving tips on how to handle not only in I mean, in a what is supposed to be a loving relationship her mother was gaslighting her for her entire upbringing and she has risen above it um but and now she's a therapist and has some really great like what she would say tips to to do and that the first one um and I thought this was interesting is just remain defiant and what that means is it doesn't make you difficult uh but it makes you resilient and so you kind of have to like stand your ground in a way. Um, I think that makes sense though, because I think also just being able to recognize it and say like, this is what you're doing to me right now. Right. You, mm -hmm. you are wrong. I know what I saw. That's sort of the defiance there. But then, you know, and they'll probably call you difficult, but then right. it's okay. And that's okay to be a difficult woman. Oh yeah, you know. Um, but yeah, but the trust your reality because that's the yeah. thing that's that the gaslighter will be trying to take away is your actual reality. Um, recognizing that they that uh, there will never be accountability for the other person. They'll never that's, take it. That's the hard part, I think. That's the part I think that's the hardest is that you can't you really want you want to be able to change that person's perspective. But mm -hmm. that's the part you cannot control. Right. Because they'll never have logic and reason. You kind of just have to unless they just they'll say, unless they come to that on their own, mm -hmm. you know. Right. Um, another one she said, uh, 
kind of in the same vein, but let go of the wish for it to be different because it will never be. I mean, unless like the person makes their own choices and changes right. and stuff, it it won't. It just won't. Um, and then uh, develop a healthy detachment and get help. Like distinguish the differences. Oh, this was actually good for to apply to political gaslighting, which we'll talk about later. But um, distinguish the differences and let them let they ha- they're living in alternate facts world, you know. Mm-hmm. and we're, you're going to stick to reality. And so like write it down, organize it, this happened, this was real, and then validate my reality. So, and also, I mean, her biggest thing that she ended with is that it really helps to getting therapy, but then also get another third party in. Like in the movie, Gaslight, you know, she she had to have validation from somebody else to say, wait a right. minute, yeah, the lights are dimming. You're not crazy. So, you know, get get help from a friend or or really, you know, if it's really yeah. abusive, you need to get professional help. Yeah. Well, speaking of political gaslighting, I think that's one of the ways that that term is really like popped into our lexicon more and more is because of our president. <laughs> oh, my like, God. The king of gaslighting. He's not even good at it. He's just like, because it's so clear. And that's another another sign that someone's gaslighting is that they'll say they didn't say something that they're on record of saying, you know. Right. And he's, I mean, he loves to do that. He's like, I never said that. I guess you did. We have it on record. And and narcissists, like he's the biggest narcissist right. that we know. And narcissists are constantly gaslighting people and trying to change, the, m- manipulate their reality to fit their own. Yeah. Change the storyline so that they can, you know, yeah. be in control and be, you know, in power and be, you know, the one that and control other people. And so one thing that can happen with gaslighting is that if you aren't fully aware that it's happening, then you're really susceptible to it. And then you start to really believe the gaslighter, you know, so that when and you're seeing it right now in American politics, that a lot of these people, it's like you can try to show them that he's like lied about this and that. And they just don't they don't really want to see it either. They kind of get wrapped into that whole manipulation in this really weird way. I mean, America is in an abusive relationship with President Trump right now. The pandemic, number one, he has been gaslighting us since the very beginning of this thing. You know, the doctors, the scientists are saying one thing and then he's saying another. He's totally gaslighting us on this to make him benefit for his, you know. For whatever. Or even, I mean, I don't even, sometimes I don't even know what the benefit is to him. I mean, it's like sometimes there's clear benefits. Sometimes it's just like. He just doesn't even oh, know what he's m- talking about. Money is the only thing that's that you know. Money, but also like, but also he doesn't want to look weak. Like that's part of it too. Like with the mask, I was just talking to my mother about this today. That like more and more and more and more and more evidence coming out that masks are helpful, mm-hmm. at least that they help prevent it from spreading. I'm not saying it's 100. percent Nobody's saying it's 100. percent Nobody knows for sure, but the evidence is coming out more and more. If everybody wears masks, it's just really going to help curb this thing mm-hmm. and people won't wear masks and i was like if our president wore a mask and said it's cool to wear a mask so many people would follow suit mm-hmm. but because he actively goes up there and says masks are for pussies <laughs> and like masks don't do anything and it's a waste of whatever which is not true because it's going against what the scientists said th- uh, you know that's why people are like oh it's not a big deal if he's not going to wear it i don't have to anyway that's just a whole other thing but wear a mask <laughs> Yeah. Well, I I was talking with a friend. Yeah. I feel crazy being the only person wearing masks because then the people not wearing masks are kind of gaslighting you into thinking you're crazy 
Because you're like, well, I have the scientific evidence that I've been I'm reading I'm going to wear about. a mask. I don't give a fuck what you think about how I look. Yeah. I'm going to wear a mask until I don't need to anymore. <laughs> I'm so over that. Yeah. But um, the yeah, but there's the defiance. Yeah. But his movement of the fake news and, and you know, attacking New York right. Times and all, it's just all the language that our president uses. And even like the grab by the pussy stuff, he said all that stuff. And then he's sort of like, oh, I didn't say that. And you're like, oh, it's locked. Also, another way you can gaslight is by trying to minimize the importance of something. So him saying like, you know, grab by the pussy was, oh, it's just locker room talk. Oh, you're being too sensitive. Oh, it's not that big of a deal. Um, That was also something because it really is taking you know it's trying to deflect responsibility yes on yourself deflect i was reading this article from the conversation.com <laughs> look at me citing huh. <laughs> sources i gotta do better i know but I'm it's sorry. a great article gaslighting from partners to politicians and how to avoid becoming a victim highly recommend it but the thing that i took away the most from the article is that it said that um the next time a politician says something outrageous do not be outraged look for the real event that is that this shiny object is trying to distract you from and i think that that is what trump and i don't think he's smart enough really but like he's been sneaking in all sorts of things this week um where like under the got like obviously Black Lives Matter is uh, is the biggest thing that we should be you know screaming and about but he but this week you know he passed the transgender thing and the um and even a couple of weeks ago he passed so like you know it was killing cub did you hear about those bears and wolves cubs that people can go now and into their den while they're hibernating and kill I mean just these little I mean tons of big little things that he keeps passing well, yeah, i mean but, a lot of quote-unquote little things add up to really big things right also like what kind of a what kind of a coward wants to go into a den where I know. animals are sleeping and then murder them baby what, if you baby if you're a animals. person baby who animals wants to do that if you're then we should i don't know then i want to come and stick a pen up your nose while you're sleeping yes a pen, that's nice. I don't want to kill anybody. I don't want I'm not gonna condone killing, but I will stick a maggot in your ear while you're sleeping if you go in and try to kill baby animals. Right. Or any any kind of animals while they're sleeping. That's not that's not hunting. That's right. not hunting. But I do think his administration is very good at saying, right. Oh, look at this and then over here be doing these other evil things. So Yes, very much so. And I think that's one of the reasons why because it's not just him that's doing the gaslighting. It's all of his compadres that are like on board with this shit. You know, they, they back him up. And that's an interesting thing, too, about like how you're saying it's uh, it's when you're being gaslit. It's nice to have a third party come in. Well, in his case, he's like using these third and fourth parties to solidi- to solidify his fakeness, his lies. You know? Right. It's called the Republican Party. Uh, yep. It's real bad. It's real bad, you guys. Um, well, another interesting form of gaslighting that we've been seeing a lot, a lot, a lot, and is becoming more into our consciousness is racial gaslighting. Mm-hmm. And there's this woman named Jacqueline Ogarchuku Yama uh, is an Instagram person and she is also i think a psychologist and studies racial psychology has a really 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 interesting instagram account um and it's at uh ogorchuku with another u so it's o-g-o-r-c-h-u-k-w-u-u is her instagram i highly recommend you follow it there's just such interesting information on there and the way she 
poses it as really interesting. But she um, sort of went viral because she was talking about um, what racial gaslighting sounds like. Mm. And I think, did you see that um, post? Yes. And it's things that we've been hearing a lot on Facebook lately and things your friends have probably said and maybe things that we have said by accident, you know, not knowing what we were doing. But it's detrimental and it's fucked up. And so we have to all stop. So if you're saying something like, um, if you protested peacefully, more people would listen to you. That's gaslighting. Mm -hmm. What I said did is not racist. Racism doesn't exist anymore. Mm. It was just a joke. Calm down. Fill in the blank. People are racist too. Why is it always about race? Are you sure that's what's really happening here? Just to play devil's advocate here. And in my opinion, I don't think that they were being racist. I think those last two hit home so hard because I've been hearing so many of my friends say, well, just to play devil's advocate. Or right. I don't know any racist. I'm like, right. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Right. And I think that like as the last two, I think two are tricky because I think that people also, especially the in my opinion, it's like that's your opinion. Okay, so you feel like all right, I'm allowed to come in with this thing. But what you do when you say it's my opinion that this is not racist or whatever, is that you really are undermining someone's actual experience with it. And that sort of reminds me also of when that when the guy what you were saying is he was like, well, I was raised by a woman. And I'm like, I am a woman. <laughs> like, I have had those experiences. Right. I got into a big fight with somebody once about whether mansplaining was a thing or not. And it was at the end of the day, I was like, we can't even have this argument because you're just going to keep telling me it's not which is mansplaining to me, first of all, <laughs> like you're doing it right now, but also that you're never going to know what I experience. Mm -hmm. I can tell you over and over again that I have experienced it. That's why I know it's a thing, but it doesn't matter because you're, unless you're willing to just go, wow, you're right. I won't, I don't really know what that's like. Then you're, you know, that, and that's really the right answer to that where you're, you, you're not going to be gaslighting if you go, I'm listening to your experience and I'm hearing it. Mm, yeah and i didn't i didn't see it that way and now i do because you told me and because you experience it <laughs> right right well the second slide do you mind were you going to read the second slide no go for it um so the second slide on her instagram that went viral uh she tender reminders for what is b-i-p-o-c i know it's people of color but it's um by i want to say it's a uh, black and indigenous people and people of color Oh, black indigenous. Let me double check that. I think that that's I'm pretty sure it's black. It's like it's including all of them. So it's black people, it's indigenous people, and it's other people of color. Okay. Well, I'm glad that that's been included. Because for a while I thought it was biracial. That's what I thought as well. But then I saw it the like yesterday or something. Mm -hmm. And I saw, yeah, black indigenous people of color. Okay. Meaning those different, those are different types, not just a black indigenous person of color. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Well, so then... On the slide on Instagram, she's listing um, tender reminders for black and indigenous and people of color. Number one, do not let anyone tell you how to feel about something that they have never had to experience in their body. Number two, do not exhaust yourself arguing with someone who is more concerned about not being called racist than simply doing the work to be anti-racist. And then number three, do not spend any time trying to prove why something is racist. Your experience is your ex expertise. 
And I think that that also goes for any kind of like, um, I thought that was also good advice for anybody that's in a gaslighting relationship where, again, you cannot, especially like the don't exhaust yourself arguing with it because it's like if they're not going to work on really listening, then they're just not worth your time, you know? Mm -hmm. I guess that's why, like, bring it back to that neighbor. It sounds like she was open to listening in a way rather than. And she had to come to that on her own. And maybe, and honestly, it may have been because she was humiliated publicly, you mm-hmm. know? And so he did, they did something. But I, but it seems like they also didn't, your friends didn't like spend a lot of time trying to convince her so much as they mm-hmm. were just saying, like, let me demonstrate what we've been dealing with. And then we're able to turn something really good into it, uh, turn something good out of it. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Mm-hmm. <laughs> to turn, get something good out of this situation. Mm-hmm. Another pa- panel that she, uh, she does these like beautifully curated, it's also just a beautiful Instagram account. Um, and this one stood out to me too, where um, she talks about racial trauma and that racial trauma is real. And it says in the panel, in psychology, there isn't a way to recognize and assess racial trauma. This is because healing is generally based on a Eurocentric experiences. As a person of color, it's important that you know that your experiences are real, your trauma is real, and most importantly, the healing you deserve is real. And I think that that's something that we as white people have not allowed people of color to express and we haven't allowed them to have their experiences. And so that's something we can all work on. Mm -hmm. I really like this Instagram account. It's really smart. It's really well done. I saw her post and that's what was like, that's what made me be like, we should do gaslighting because that's what I wondered actually after I saw this later, I was like, oh, I wonder if that's why Marie thought about it. Oh, yes. Yeah. I've always just associated gaslighting with Trump and in relationships. And then when I saw this, it was like real tangible things that we can be aware of. Yeah. And then again, when we're uncomfortable with something and we don't want to deal with it head on, that's when we, you know, I think if you're a person that might be the gaslighter, be aware of yourself and say, hey, am I do am I gaslighting right now? Am I uncomfortable with having this real conversation? Am I uncomfortable with hearing what something I don't want to hear? Because that might be what leads then to gaslighting and trying to shut somebody down is when you're uncomfortable with um, what you're hearing. Mm-hmm. Right. We all got to be better. I mean, this is just generally, I think for every single human being, we can all, 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 all do better at listening to each other about whatever it is we need to express. And I think like as a culture and, and, and also with men, like as a culture, we don't really encourage men to express themselves. We don't really encourage women to express themselves. We don't really encourage anybody to express themselves. <laughs> Everybody's just supposed to deal with whatever the fuck they want to deal with. And it's, you know, that the life is the way it is. And if you don't like it, you know, go back to your country or do, you know, I mean, it's just that if that's the response, then um, we're never going to be able to have productive conversations. We're never going to be able to hear each other. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think it's so important now more than ever is to listen and hear each other and know that everyone is in different places, experiencing their own things. And uh, we just got to be better. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's it's starting. It's happening. It's good. Yes. Well, great. Yep. I love this episode. Yeah, I hope it was helpful to people uh, in lots of different ways. Very curious if anyone has a great gaslighting story. We would love Please to hear it. it. We'll oh validate you. <laughs> we'll yeah. tell you you're not crazy. 
Um, but send it to difficultwomenpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Also, we're on Patreon, y'all. Under Reformed Whores, go to patreon.com, Reformed Whores. We've been doing a positivity podcast. It's only 10 minutes every Friday. We just we call it Huddle with the Whores. Yeah. <laughs> so it's only on Patreon. Um, so if you so can. come join us there and then you can listen to that one too. That'd be great. Yeah. Cool. Well, hope everyone's staying safe and wearing masks and all that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Go forth and be merry. Yes. Bye. Bye. From my trip to Ikea Excited to build But then I see ya You say little lady I'll show you how it's done Now I know this dumb shit's begun Cut to what should have been A ten minute task It's turning to a three hour Pain in my ass I don't need any help with those shelves Cause I've done it billions of times Before I'll buy myself Hey dude John for a leak. You don't listen or you talk over me. And if I complain, then you call me bitchy. But that great idea you're getting high fives for. I said that same idea five minutes before. Hey man, don't think you understand. Just cause you got mad parts, that don't mean that you're so smart. Opinions, that's not the issue But no need to condescend or patronize Don't tell me my lived experience is untrue Just cause you got a dong between your thighs Here's an FYI for us white folks This don't just happen between women and men We do the same thing to people of color So it's about time we start listening to one another This morning when I on the news I saw the White House was chock full of dudes now how are all these guys with dicks gonna make up decisions for his chicks I brought it up to hear my bow to scream cause I don't see your degree in gynecology you think you know it all cause you have a ball sack what you don't know is there's pussy grabs back hey guy I'm tired of just cause you got a D don't mean you went to MIT Us ladies have got our own brains So we don't need you to mansplain Get it? Yeah, it's yeah. not cool, don't do it <laughs> Okay, bye